Merry Christmas. Thank you. Don't now, if you happen to be just tuning in or listen, listening to the audio of this, don't think you've got the wrong Sunday. It is uh, July 26. Uh, you may be surprised by my Merry Christmas, but there is good news in the midst of surprises. Many in this Christmas story, I could have talked about many in this Christmas story, uh, but maybe especially Joseph found this out. There he is betrothed to Mary, and then Mary is found to be with child. Surprise! Joseph had every right in that culture at that time to condemn her, but his love for her is too strong, his desire to follow God too strong. Um, instead of deciding to let her go quietly, a messenger from God comes to him in a dream and says those words, don't be afraid. Take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived within her is from the Holy Spirit. How would you have responded to this? What would you have done? It's no wonder the angel starts the conversation by saying, don't be afraid. This is no easy thing for Joseph to believe is happening in his life, that God so personally, so intimately would appear in the life of someone and ask for that someone to have their life changed completely and to face challenges that would seem impossible to overcome. But God asks it of Joseph, and God asks it of you and of me as well. This is true whether we find ourselves in the midst of a pandemic, but it's also true in every moment where we think about what it means to be who we are and how we are called by God in our lives. How we are going to respond in this world that we live in. God asks of us, as God did of Joseph, to let God in. To, to, to see how intimately connected we are to God and to let that trust, to let that faith to change and guide our lives. And like Joseph, we are probably afraid as well when we hear those words. God needs to almost convince us of God's presence with us, again, like God did with Joseph. And trust me, God is at work doing just that every day of your life, wanting to convince you that God is with you. Despite how little we might feel at times in the midst of this vast world with all of its problems, God puts a measurable value in each of us, in you, through God's presence alive in us and with us and through us. Joseph in this moment could have said no. All of them could have said no. Mary and the shepherds, the Magi, Joseph could have decided to just leave and search for happiness and fulfillment elsewhere when that messenger for God came. But in the midst of this certainly 
challenging time, Joseph decided to trust, decided to believe that God was with him right there in the midst of it. How important it is for us to believe that same thing in our lives today. And to trust in this led Joseph to believe the unbelievable in his life. He believed that God was coming alive in the midst of his life and he wasn't going to care what anyone else thought or said or did. He was going to let God in and see what God could do. If we have the same strength to do this, it will change our lives as well, just like it changed the lives of those in the Christmas story. We can't be afraid to believe in the unbelievable power of God at work in our lives, at work in your life. Even in his own self-doubt, Joseph never doubted in what God could do in his life. And you should have no doubt in what God can do in your life as well. In our common lives, an uncommon God lives and wants you to know it. That's the message of Christmas. That's the message of every faith community. It's clear that Congressman John Lewis and people like him have come to know this in their lives and believe in it, that God is with them. John Lewis said once, Faith is being so sure of what the Spirit has whispered in your heart that your belief in its eventuality is unshakable. How great is that? Faith is being so sure of what the Spirit has whispered in your heart that your belief in its eventuality is unshakable. Lewis knew that in the midst of the things he was going through and so many people were going through, he had to believe in the eventuality of his faith. Lewis also said that the civil rights movement was based on faith. He said, many of us who were participants in this movement saw our involvement as an extension of faith. He said, we saw ourselves doing the work of the Almighty, that segregation and racial discrimination were not in keeping with our faith, so we had to do something. And we have to still do something today. It starts with our faith, faith in a loving God. Lewis and so many others who fought this fight with him believed with all his heart that God was with him, that God was with them. Do we believe that today? That's in some ways the Christmas question that we're left to answer. Do we believe and do our actions show it that God is with us? When Joseph awoke from his dream, it's clear he did. Lewis and Martin Luther King and so many other people of faith who marched with them and who are marching today, who live today, believe that change can happen and hope and work for that change because they have trust that God is with them and with us.
Do the people in your life feel God in you? Do they see it? Do, do you, does God come alive because of your words, because of your commitments, because of your action, because of your passion? You know, in the 12th century, there was a monk, Bernard of Clairvaux, who is said to have placed over the door to his room a sign with these words, Bernard, why are you here? This question, which he confronted every time he entered his room, reminded him constantly to face anew the great purpose in his life. I wish all of us could have this sort of sign over the doors of our lives, over the decisions of your li our lives. Herb, why are you here? Dom, why are you here? Mike, why are you here? Kathy, why are you here? Yoon, why are you here? Terry, why are you here? Fill in the blank for you. Why are you here? Because the truth is, in a way, God depends on us to get God's will done. When God wants something done, we know that it's not about mobilizing the hosts of heavens. God beckons a person. God looks to people like you and me and John Lewis and countless others and like those in the Christmas story, and invites us on a journey of trust, on a journey of faith. John Lewis said, we may not have chosen the time, but the time has chosen us. That is as true today, in some ways, unfortunately, as it was when John Lewis first marched over that bridge. We may not have chosen the time, but the time has chosen us. Why are we here? This new relationship, this new covenant that Yoon read from the 31st chapter of Jeremiah has Jeremiah prophesying about that God, a, a promise that God has with us through Jesus that is one that is a law not written on stone. It is a relationship that is written in our hearts. And one of the points of that is that it is something that no government can take away from us that no order that humanity tries to bestow, no structure that is forced upon us can take from us. We have a promise from God written on our hearts, not on any tablets of stone. And we are expected to invest on that intimate, loving relationship that God has made with us. This is a living and growing relationship. And like we had to do with our own parents, when we had to figure out how to live our life 
when they weren't always presently next to us, whispering in our ear what we should be doing, we have to figure out how we walk with God even at those times when God might feel far away. Later in our Gospel lesson this morning, at the end in that second chapter, the wise men have just left, but God's wisdom doesn't leave. And Joseph is told in a dream to get up and flee to Egypt. And what do we hear from the scriptures? What do the scriptures say? Joseph got up and took Mary and Jesus to Egypt. And as he got up and went, he felt God carrying him. He felt God caring for him. He felt God leading him, loving him, lifting him up. Like we should on the journeys we face long after Christmas is behind us. And the amazing thing is that after a period of time of which no one is sure how long, somewhere in Egypt, God comes again to Joseph and says, get up and go. It's safe to go back to Israel. And does J Joseph debate? Does Joseph feel insecure or unsure? No. Joseph got up and went. He knew that God's love and God's wisdom for our life and our need to respond to it isn't a seasonal activity. It's not a holiday decoration. It is not a short-term celebration. It is an ever-present tug on our soul. It is a lifelong hope and faith which leads us, which causes us to get up and go, to get up and go, take Jesus with us wherever we go, to get up and go and share the good news of great joy that God has given up for us, to get up and go, to work for peace and justice, to get up and go, hope for change, to get up and go, as John Lewis said, put love into action. That's needed every season of every year. Because the gospel truth that we learn from the Christmas story is that it's not where you are that makes a difference. It's not what situation you find yourselves in that makes a difference. The message of Christmas is that no matter where you are, no matter who you are, no matter what you've got yourself into, remember, God is with you. Reach out to the hand of God that has already reached out to you and don't be afraid. Hope and fulfillment has been placed already in your heart. And always remember, no matter what you face individually, for what we might face collectively as we journey on. Remember, do not be afraid because you have the God of the heavens. You have the God of all of creation in you, with you, for you. That's what this Christmas story tells us, and that's what our story is waiting 
to tell the world that we trust in a God with us and that we will not be afraid. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we come together on this in every day and we feel your presence with us. But we also know, dear God, that it can be scary, this world we live in, not only during times of things like COVID. This can be a world that unfortunately is filled in other ways with other things, infections like hatred and racism, things like white privilege and so many other decisions that people have made before us that continue to be systemic issues in our world and in our country and in our community, even in our homes. And so, dear God, we face the future unafraid that we can be the people you call us to be. Because the time chooses us. We will work for change because we know we need not be afraid of what that change might mean for us. Because we have a God with us. Help us to hold on to that and to be the heralds this world needs to hear. Messengers from God, hearkening of love alive today and tomorrow and forever. We pray these prayers in Jesus' name. As we sing together, amen, as we sing together, hark the herald angels sing on page 240 of your hymnal or on your live stream or your email. Let's sing together.